guys, welcome back to another episode of the Armchair Crew Chief. My name is Jordan, and we are two races left in the season, and it's going to look looking like it's going to be a wild one. So this past week we were at Las Vegas. I was unfortunately unable to watch much of the race on Saturday. Sunday's race worked like a typical mile and a half where somebody got up to a multiple second lead and it was hard for anybody to catch up to him. Um, our second place finisher did eventually almost catch him and almost made it interesting towards the end of the race. Actually did make it interesting. If you ask me the way, uh, the winner was blocking everything. So let's go ahead and dive into everything and discuss what happened. Let's first talk about Saturday So, as we were talking about, we were at Vegas, and to give you an idea of how everything was going, even the Xfinity race, the winner won with a 14.9 second lead, Um, but it was, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much what I've seen for mile and a half, and going forward, um, it seems as though the playoff drivers struggled quite a bit um or two of them only did sorry excuse me um other than that it seems as though it, i mean it was it seems like it was a pretty good race we had some disappointment throughout obviously for some of these guys um but let's go ahead and dive into everything and our top five starting lineup were parker retzlaff he's been doing pretty good this year uh chandler smith Sammy Smith, Cole Custer, and Josh Berry got the pole. Finishing up stage one, we had Cole Custer winning stage one, Chandler Smith, Sammy Smith, Daniel Hemrick, Austin Hill were our top five. Jumping into stage two, Riley Hurst took the stage win, Cole Custer, John Hunter, Justin Allgaier, Daniel Hemrick, and Chandler Smith. You know, I don't read too much into everything with stage one, and we'll talk about that a little bit later after the cup and some boneheaded moves that I saw and they openly admitted and it I don't know why you would make this this call on this type of a track when you're in the playoffs but then just moving on to the end of the race we had a few people end with accidents Josh Williams Anthony Alfredo Kaz Grala Kyle Weatherman Joe Graff Jr. and Patrick Emerling uh, some of the notables that we know that we we check out our Raja Karuth was running 23rd. I know we follow him in the truck series a little bit heavier. Um, Parker Kligerman got 13th. Josh Berry, 12th. Um, Myatt Snyder was running the 19th. He did pretty decent, finishing 11th. And our top five, well, two of our main guys running, Austin Hill and Justin Allgaier, finished outside the top five. Six and seven, Allgaier sixth, Hill seventh. And our top five were Sam Mayer, Chandler Smith, Cole Custer, John Hunter, and Riley Hurst. So as we were talking about, Riley got out to a 14-second lead towards the end of the race. He led 103 laps of the 201 laps. So, I mean, that's pretty wild, pretty crazy. Um, But again, it's one of those mile and a half. We've talked about it for a while on this podcast where – it seems like the first place person 
the the driver can get out there and just run away from run run excuse me run away from them and almost dominate the whole race. Um, the only exception that there's a few exceptions to that, especially with this car, was this past Cup Series race. I mean, the winner got out there, but second place caught him, and there was some swerving around from first place that made it a little bit wild. So let's go ahead and move on to the Cup Series. We'll go to qualifying here. Our top five for qualifying were Busher, Martin Trix Jr., fourth, William Byron, third, Kyle Larson, second, Christopher Bell, first. Um, during qualifying, Chase Elliott hit the wall, messed up his car, had to go to a backup. And so that put him towards the back of the of the pack. Uh, there was a few other things, like we were talking about, which we'll go into it a little bit more here. Uh, stage one ended as Larson first, Bell second, Keselowski third, Reddick fourth, Truex fifth, Ryan Blaney sixth, Denny Hamlin seventh, Kyle Busch eighth. Kyle Busch was doing pretty good. He was bumping back and forth. Same thing with Denny Hamlin. Um, <coughs> Blaney seemed to be up there a lot, and he would fall back, but then he would kind of fight a little bit. Keselowski had a really strong showing in this race. Um, bumping into stage two, the ending, Kyle Larson first, Chastain second, Christopher Bell third, Denny Hamlin fourth, Keselowski fifth. Another guy that kind of turned it on at that stage two on, he was kind of clawing his way up there, was Ross Chastain. He didn't do any silly, stupid moves, but he was up there fighting back and forth. Larson pretty much almost didn't really relinquish the lead once he took it from Christopher Bell, um, except for a couple pitting areas and so on. So, looking at the finish of the race, um, our top five were Ross Chastain, Keselowski with fourth, Kyle Busch third, Christopher Bell second, Kyle Larson first. So, Larson did lead 133 of the 267 laps. Christopher Bell did lead 61, and Christopher Bell was getting on him towards the end of the race. I think it was like the last lap. It looked like it was going to come down to like a photo finish or close to it give him a run for his money and then larson just i i think if he was a little bit more violent on his turns he might have taken himself out because he was trying to block so hard at the end that i'm surprised he you know he didn't cut it loose a little bit he did get loose and this is the surprising part with his car and this shows you the testament positive or negative however you want to see it with these cars is he ended up getting loose bad and surprised he didn't spin out surprised he didn't wreck the car the car hit the wall a little bit but didn't mess it up so there there's a testament to these cars here with that we only had two guys get knocked out for accidents and that was alex bowman and carson hosevar they were done on separate incidents they weren't together uh, i did notice in this race that you know um some of the some of the pit strategies were pretty stupid, in my opinion. Uh, we'll just cut to the chase on that one. Martin Trex Jr., his crew chief, decided to keep him out at the end of Stage 2. And it's like, what in the world are you doing? And so that, you know, I think it was in Stage 2, kept him out. Or, sorry, Stage 1, kept him out. And, yeah, it... It did not pay off because he got in the back. He couldn't drive the car. They couldn't fix the car. They were both getting... Well, Trix was getting frustrated at uh, Small. 
I think Small realized that he'd done messed up, and he was just constantly sitting there trying to make the car better for trucks, but he couldn't do anything. And this is kind of a same song and dance throughout the season, the last season. When Trucks says, I need this, X, Y, and Z, he can't figure out what to put in the car or what he tries doesn't do it right. So that I think that needs to be fixed going forward. We'll see what happens next season. I got a feeling Small will be back. Hopefully he can wrap his head around doing a better job. Reddick, I've noticed, was horrible on restarts. Uh, Truex was the same thing, bad at restarts. Blaney was doing pretty good. He would fall back, and then he would fight back up. Same thing with Truex, but... You know, Trex was sitting about 18, 20, and then he would finally, long runs, he could get it going. And historically, that car has been a long-run car, uh, however they set it up. Maybe they need to look into doing a little bit things different there. I don't know. But I think Reddick had some issues on restart. I know he was holding up some people in the lines. They started going three wide, and it just made it a, a crazy mess. Kyle Bush would sit there. I think he got, I don't remember how far back he got, but he would get up and fight back up there. And he kind of, he. I don't think he had a fast enough car to contend for the lead, but he had that where he finished his top five car. Uh, just watching it seemed pretty, pretty up there. He was able to do some things. Uh, we did have some restart violations, and they were not to the type of breaking line or jumping in front of the control car it was more or less holding back so chase Elliott got called for slowing down and then getting a momentum push same thing with aj allmendinger he got called out for slowing down and then getting a momentum push causing so much issues there so nascar's finally cracking down on that i think they're cracking down on the wrong series if you ask me this is something that the 20 car of the Xfinity John Hunter Nemechek has been doing for a while. And it's like, come on, let's kick this on and get this right. So just seeing that and seeing these cars run, we have one car in the Cup Series that's locked in for the playoffs, um, and that is Kyle Larson, our other guys. And it was just up and down craziness whenever Christopher Bell was leading and so on with some of these others. So with that being said, Larson has that one race win, so he's locked in. He doesn't have to worry about Miami and Martinsville. And then you have Byron second, Truex third, Denny Hamlin fourth. Then looking on the outside, looking in, we have Chris Rebell fifth. He's two points below the cut line. And, I mean, we're talking close because Truex is two. So third and fourth, Denny and Truex are two points above the cut line. And then Byron's nine. So nobody's safe. Tyler Reddick, 16 points below the cut line. Blaney, 17. Busher, 23. Um, I would say probably the only one would be Busher. But, I mean, we have Miami and we have Martinsville. And then we have the the other race, the, the final race in Phoenix. So... It's going to be interesting to see what happens. So moving on to the playoffs standings for Xfinity, we have our four that we have no locked in because with um, Riley Hurst winning, we have John Hunter, 47 points, Justin Algar, 21 points, Austin Hill, 19 points, Cole Custer, 15 points, 
Chandler Smith, Sam Mayer, Sammy Smith, <clears throat> and Sheldon Creed are the guys on the outside looking in. And then we go back into the Craftsman trucks. We're bringing them up because they're going to be coming out running at Miami this weekend as well. We have Corey Heim locked in with a win. Then you have Carson Hosevar, 23 points of the good. Christian Eckes, Nick Sanchez round out your top four. You have Grant Enfinger, Ben Rhodes, Ty Majeski, Zane Smith on the outside looking in. And so there's there's that. Uh, you know, it's interesting to see what's going to happen here with these races. Um, I don't know what to think, especially in the truck series, because they only run, they run so few races. It's, it's hard to tell. I, I think that they're, if I remember correctly with the truck series, yeah, they run at Miami and then they go to the championship four in Phoenix, whereas Xfinity and cup series, they're running Miami and then they're running to Martinsville. And then that's your cutoff is Martinsville. So there is some time to make some changes, get going, especially in the Cup Series, Xfinity Series, Truck Series. I mean, it's a do or die here. So uh, I don't know what will happen. Miami's an interesting race. I like Miami. I like Miami because of the fact that we only go there once a year. It is a mile and a half. But once again, it's one of those races that you can go up there and just you don't you have to rely on your data from last year. We weren't there earlier and so on. So let's move over into some news here and then we'll jump into our weekend schedule. So news that we had uh one thing I learned today actually looking at some of the news <coughs> is Chicago and NASCAR have not come to an agreement or signed an agreement yet for the street race that we're supposed to be doing around the 4th of July. I find that very interesting. So we'll see what happens with that. I think it's going to happen. But something to keep an eye out on is that. Also, we have some more people signing up for cars going forward. Um, another sponsorship thing that just came out was Budweiser is going to, <clears throat> excuse me, is going to be running a sponsorship for Kevin Harvick at Miami, which I think is pretty cool because Harvick was – the last person to run Budweiser after Dale Jr. Uh, and Casey Kane. So I think I think that's pretty cool for Budweiser to get back into it. I know they've been running with Bush, you can say, which is a Budweiser product or Anheuser-Busch product, but still I, I think that's pretty cool. Uh, the race for Miami has been changed. Has, has the name called the Forever 400, I think is right. Forever 400 presented by Mobile. So they're doing their um, tribute to Kevin Harvick with that race. So I think that's pretty cool as well, even if you're not a fan of them. Uh, going forward, didn't cover it at the end of the race, talk about the Cup Series, but Blaney did get disqualified. But a day after, NASCAR came back and said, nope, it's our mistake. I mean, they disqualified him from the race. It was an issue with his suspension I can't remember which one it was, but he had an issue with the suspension part. And then NASCAR came out and said, nope, it was our piece of equipment that we used to check that was faulty and messed up. Now, the question is, 
why didn't they get caught on the other cars that they tested? Because you're testing two cars in the cha- in the winter car, at least. How come the other cars? Maybe they need to go back and retest the other cars and see if they pass? Or was Blaney's car so close to it? I, I don't know. Um, so that <clears throat> that's raising more questions there. We've had people come out and question about Stuart Haas quickly signing up Josh Berry after seeing Josh Berry struggle a little bit. And Dale Jr. came to his aid saying, hey, you know, it was me. It's me. We're not giving him the right equipment. So that I thought that was pretty noble and honest of a team owner to stand up for his driver. I mean, you're going to stand up for your driver no matter what, but just to see that was pretty cool. Um, we did talk about Carson Hosevar going over to Spire. Actually, no, we didn't. Sorry. Carson Hosevar is going to Spire. Uh, he signed Wednesday, I think it was. Some other news that came out. Sheldon Creed is leaving Stuart Haas at the end of the season. He is has not announced his next go yet. Stuart Haas came out. Or excuse me, RCR. RCR. My apologies. RCR came out and said, well, he's not coming back. And then Sheldon Creed came out and said, it was my decision not to come back. So a little tit for tat there. I, that surprised me because of RC. And I think he's that kind of person that wants to put the news out first. Um, but, yeah, that that's interesting to see where he's going to land going forward. Frankie Munez is actually going to be jumping over the truck series, and he's going to be going into Xfinity next year. So it would be good to keep an eye on him. I know he brings his name with it as well as he has a couple sponsors, Hair Club for Men and so on, which, I mean, if – Hair Club's sponsoring Frankie. Why aren't they sponsoring uh, Joey Logano, too? I mean, Pennzoil can step aside and they can jump in as one of the primary sponsors. I mean, he's very proud of that hair, the way he was walking around around uh, Los Angeles at the beginning of the season. But anyway, moving on to that, we had those guys going on, those guys moving around. One that I think was slightly wrong but I, we don't know too much of the details. Maybe he came and told it, but I, I don't think so. I think he would want as much experience as he can get. Is Legacy came out and told uh, Carson Hosevar he's not going to be running at uh, Homestead of Miami. Excuse me, I was drawing a blank. At Miami. He's not running at Miami. John Hunter Nemechek's going to be in the 42. It's a special collaboration with Joe Gibbs, Toyota, Chevrolet, and legacy, they all came together, and I think they did Carson wrong. Just looking at what I see, you know, that's you, you tell a guy you're gonna he's gonna run the rest of the season, and then you come out and say, no, we lied. You're gonna not do this. So I don't know. I mean, that's how I feel about that. It's, it, I guess it is what it is because it's not my money. It's not not my team. But anyway, yeah, that that one's kind of interesting to see what happens. Um. Yeah, so moving forward, we're running into Miami. We have notable drivers entry that kind of flex that and out. We have we talked about John Hunter in the 42. J.J. Yelly's going to be piloting the 15. Ryan Newman's back in the car in the 51. And then Josh Balicki's going to be running the 78. So there is our 36 teams that are posted and they should all make it because there's 40 spots in here and we don't run 40 anymore. 
So let's go ahead and dive into our weekend race schedule here. We have the Friday the 20th, we have the Trucks and Xfinity on the track. Trucks will be running practice and qualifying at 4.05 and 4.35 Eastern. Xfinity will be practicing qualifying on USA Network. No radio, 6.05 and 6.35 Eastern. And then we jump into Saturday. Saturday, we have practice and qualifying. Wild time to be doing qualifying at 9.50 in the morning for the Cup Series. That will not be on TV, but it will be on MRN and SiriusXM. And if you do have NBC Sports Plus, you should be able to get it. Then we dump into the Baptist Health Cancer Care, excuse me, Baptist Health Cancer Care 200, noon Eastern on FS1, MRN, SiriusXM, having the simulcast. And then we go into the Xfinity race at 3 Eastern, the Contender Boats 300, that will be on USA, MRN, SiriusXM. And then we go into Sunday. Sunday, the Forever 400 presented by Mobile One will be on NBC, MRN, SiriusXM has a radio broadcast. So that is our schedule for the weekend. Let's see what the weather is going to be like for that area, and we can go from there and see how it's going to look and see if we got to worry about any anything going on. Miami, Florida, we'll look there. Just broad check. <clears throat> we have our forecast coming. It looks like it's going to be fairly mild. We have rain in the morning on Friday, and that looks about the only type of rain we're going to have. It's going to be in the mid to low 80s for a high and 70s for Saturday and Sunday. 67 on Saturday is the low. And then we have cloud cover coming in on Sunday that could play a role in the end of the race. We'll see what happens there. But we're talking, you know, those guys are going to be qualifying. Temperature is going to be around 76 degrees. And when they start racing here, it's going to be about 80. So there's about 10 degree difference is what's going to happen. So I don't know how that's going to affect the cars. I know they can figure that out. But just going forward, we'll see what happens there. And we'll we'll play it by ear. Anyway, guys, hope you guys have a great week. And we'll talk to you next week. We're down to three more races, including this weekend. So time to get the popcorn and see what happens with these races and see if we see some sparks fly here at Miami or Martinsville. Don't forget, Martinsville is where we saw the sparks flying with Logano and Truex, where Logano bumped Truex out of the way. So we'll see what happens there. Anyway, guys, take care. Have a good one.